Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Meet the Rockets' new third baseman. Welcome aboard, dude. He can catch. And he can throw. Cool. But you don't want to let him babysit. Should I call? Sure, they're fine. What's the worst that could happen? Bless you to the kitchen's rotten egg. <laughs> Universal Pictures presents Bad Monkey. Matt LeBlanc. Ed. <laughs> Ready PG. Starts Friday, March 15th at theaters everywhere. Talking baseball. Klazuski Campanella. Talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella. The scooter. Hey everybody, we've got a very special uh, crossover edition uh, episode for you, depending on what uh, show you're on at the moment, but uh, we've done a few of these in the past. We're doing uh, a nice little crossover between Revenge of the 90s and the California Penal League podcast, our sister baseball podcast that Fabs and me and Chris uh all do together and chris is here with us today who's become a, a super guest of the show now i appreciate um, doing, it guys you have you have expanded too beyond uh your baseball knowledge i, I try i try um, to be a well-rounded individual yeah he's our he's our james bond aficionado too that's true yeah we do have some like specialists that come on like we've got our we've got margie our uh our garbage our Dam, <laughs> our garbage our garbage queen that comes on for uh steven seagal and van Dam schlock no man uh and then chris is our our baseball uh mind in addition to uh bond so uh today you know this is january we're we're looking ahead a little bit to spring training trying to get in the mood the feel the vibe out for baseball season and we had we had a pretty good selection of 90s baseball stuff that we hadn't done yet And we bypassed all of and it. And I wish we would have. I really not wish happening. we would have chosen something else. Well, I'm, I'm going to blame myself, ne- though, for this one, guys. Yeah, Chris, was this you that well, suggested this one? Well, I this Fabs, you, you threw this one out, like like I said, 18 months ago, I feel. Um, at, at, but I feel like it was a joke. And, it was. And I, I didn't um, <laughs> it, recall. It <laughs> Uh, that being a joke, in my mind, I, I, I was like, oh, Fabs wants to do this movie. Um, and I was like, yeah, how about we do Ed? Yes, we are doing 1996's yeah. Ed, which arguably is the worst movie we've done to this point. It's but before show. we start, definitely top five. <laughs> before we really dive in, do you guys think that this movie and this movie alone uh torpedoed Matthew LeBlanc's movie career. I think that might be the uh the double header of this and then Lost in Space two years later. Yeah. Yes. Uh I think I think that probably did actually, because I didn't dislike Lost in Space. Like no, it's not no, no I have fond memories of that. Good, but it's like pretty solid. It's, also it's it's okay. It's, it's better than I this. I do want to shout out to Steve 
I didn't know we were doing it. I forgot that was a thing we discussed like a month ago. So thank you for being like, hey guys, we're doing this tomorrow, right? And then I was like, oh yeah, of course. So <laughs> oh, like, dude, totally. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. I had the notes ready to go. I love that you were like, you did text absolutely. <laughs> and it was just good to know that you were like, oh shit. <laughs> uh Actually, you bring up a good point there, Chris, because uh, sometimes the crazy thing about like the Friends actors filmographies is that like some are halfway decent, like so, there are some decent movies in there. And, you know, Courtney Cox got Scream, Matthew Perry had a pretty good run there, but like when they're bad, they're like staggeringly. Yeah, bad. I mean, it's yeah. like this in Leprechaun probably, right? You know, it's like. The bottom feeders well that the, well the the thing that jennifer aniston has with that i mean that was that was pre she friends. made that, that before friends, friends. Yeah. yeah like matt, can't matt LeBlanc, that, that poor bastard got two seasons into friends and mm. they were like here's a script but, for you but you know what the one thing I, I was trying to figure out so this came out in Nin- 96 96 but like april or march of 96 so he was probably really only truly like a season into friends when filming began. That is fair. That I was is trying fair. to find like um, the, when they started filming this and I, I didn't look too hard to be completely honest. Yeah, I would not. I wouldn't I, I didn't hurt yourself like, looking it, into that like, one. As we'll discuss. Uh, Although I did see Matt Perry was also considered for this. He role. Was. Yeah, he was the alternate. Yeah. And Adam I mean, Sandler I, this, too. He turned it down for Billy Madison. Yeah, this had the Good least choice, amount man. of trivia of like any movie I've ever seen on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. There was no, like the five least facts, of... and they all ended with, we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fact. No, Christmas in Connecticut might have the least amount. I think that had like oh, one. Dude, that movie was one so note. wild. I can't believe we did that. I know. I dug deep on that one. But, yeah, I... I don't blame him for yeah taking a role because yeah you're talking about being one year the one that really hurts is lost in space because that's one where you're like oh i'm a huge tv star this is a brand name people remember vehicle for sure right it's a it's yeah i'm looking to make like a sci-fi blockbuster and i mean and correct me if i'm wrong but there was there i mean somebody along the way probably had to have thought this could be a like a franchise. Yes, potentially, no doubt. Yeah, Lost in Space is like I mean, you know, they, like they there could have been show multiple on Netflix. movies. Oh yeah, I didn't hate it. I don't you remember know, hating. I, I have, have to, to do go it. back and rewatch it because I I do have fond memories of it. Like again, it was not great, but at the same time, like, look, all I know is you're not going to get me to hate a movie that has William Hurt in it. You're just not. That's true. So, <laughs> like, nice try. So, Even Marvel I, I, tried to do that for you. And you're like, no. It, you know what? I'm like, hey, right now, good in that. Right now, I'm looking at a bunch of just, like, 90s action movies. And I'm like, oh, where could Matt LeBlanc have, like, fit into this? And, like, nowhere. I can't find an <laughs> answer anywhere. Because, like, it's very hard. Like, I love the show Episodes. Um, and he does a great job in it, playing a like very exaggerated version of himself. Um, and it's, it, I think that was like he more so than any of the other friends was like so married to the character of Joey Tribbiani. I think it was super mm-hmm. hard because that was like such a specific like archetype 
that it was everybody else, like they had their things, like Chandler was sarcastic, but you, Joey but that translates was such well. a character. Yeah. You could only see him as that probably for like such a long time. And like you could, but Chandler, like that, that like sarcastic guy translates really well to like rom-coms and yeah, comedies. I was going like, to say maybe if LeBlanc would have done some rom-coms, some more rom-coms instead of like action. Like if, yeah. if, if Ed would have, I don't know. Not also, I should probably away, but if it would have leaned a little bit more into the romance angle, I think it could have done better. Yeah, I mean, if he ever had the chance to expand, I, and I also probably should mention we haven't I haven't mentioned Jennifer Aniston's filmography, which like became tremendous. Oh yeah, uh, it's great. Eventually, so, but that that took a while. Like, yeah, I don't know if she, I don't know if she was making too much during the initial like few seasons. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think she did, but no, you're right. I mean, um, it's interesting because yeah, everybody kind of got to like, everybody either got to break out of it a little bit, like Jennifer Anderson, especially, or they could use like their version of that friends type to translate well to the big screen. Whereas like Joey, it's like, well, you could be in a movie with like Adam Sandler, maybe. You and like yeah. you could be like a goofball in that, but like Supporting I could see him character. in like a romantic comedy. He's a good dramatic actor. He just never really had much like of a chance to do it. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston didn't really start going to like ninety nine with Office Space. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, to, she, to yeah, she like was not she a film it. star for a while. Yeah, that's six years in too, and after that, it was Bruce Almighty. Like, I mean, she did stuff in between there, but, like, that was the next huge thing. That was 2003, which is, like, the very end. Along came Polly. Um, well, do you remember she, that movie, The Good Girl? I do remember that, yes. That was the movie where I feel like everybody was like, oh, shit. Yes. Uh, rumor has it was, like, a where she was the, the lead. Uh, the Breakup, 2006. That was a good one. Yeah, so, like, that's when she, I think, really started just... I, I think she had some ju- yeah she had some juice then because it's well, all those friends then yeah i'll tell you what and then she she started leaning into that like really raunchy comedy and i think people were like okay shit this is cool like she's very good at this mm-hmm. it was only an episode but her character on 30 rock and maybe it's because i'm going back and re-watching 30 rock right now <laughs> was hilarious yes I think that's where we for, like one of the first times we saw that super raunchy like yeah I was gonna say like that she would get that's kind of like, like oh my yeah God. like and even that wasn't too raunchy it was uh it was, no no but but still no you know yeah it was yeah. well she did make she definitely made some crud in the nineties like I'm like looking at like Picture Perfect yeah it wasn't till great. They, till there till there was you like they tried uh they definitely tried but um. Yeah, it wasn't really until yeah, Office Space and yeah, yeah, that was probably but, the first movie that I would have to circle. But yeah, so here we are with Ed. Um, oh it's a pretty incredible. It's a pretty incredible movie because it definitely furthers the trend in the '90s of making weirdly like the most like intricate 
designed ape animatronics that you could ever put together from a special effects standpoint, because you have this where at first glance, you're like, damn, is that a chimp? And then it does something that's like way too human. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is like a dude in a suit. And then it had like the mechanical head Mm -hmm. that was like really detailed and stuff. And you were like, it was, it was kind of incredible. And it was a shame that it was like, somebody like it's cool that like i love this movie because there were people that put like their heart and soul for sure i'm all into in on this into making fucking ed the the, the yeah. ape. and like they were like oh so he's gonna fart a bunch and like <laughs> fart so hard he jumps off the couch all right but like at least my life's work is up on screen <laughs> so they have the ed there was amy the gorilla in, uh, Amy want green drop drink. Amy, good gorilla. <laughs> Amy, good girl. And you have that in Congo. And then there was another one that I totally forgot about. Uh, Born to be wild. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. There's another. That's like there a was guy Dunstan in a checks suit. in. But was yes. that a Dunstan real? Checks, checks yeah, in. that was a real. That was a real. Yeah. That was real. Uh, yeah. Orangutan. Yeah. You're just talking Might about young. young. Might have been another one. The late 90s were really the heyday of uh, human uh, primate uh, buddy comedies. Yeah. And just like putting like everything you have into making this like realistic ape. Uh, And I like honestly with Ed, the reason I wouldn't give this like zero, uh, like a total zero is because it's kind of incredible to watch ed do anything yes like i mean like it's a little weird it's like very uncanny valley and i don't like it from that standpoint it makes me really uneasy like it makes me feel real weird but it's pretty impressive knowing that ed wasn't like a real monkey would you let that ed creature give you a blowjob (laughs) dude there's no doubt they use that mechanical head to like Suck a dick. Yeah, There's, that that happened. Oh, it's the first like, thing that happened. <laughs> that some, especially like three quarters of the way into filming, they were like so disenchanted with everything. Yeah, they were like, "This is so fucking awful. I hate this." And like, it's like three a.m. and like one of the guys, one of the prop guys, was like, "What if?" and yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I do hundred percent. I do. I think you bring up a good point. Not, not, <laughs> not, so- not the banging of the <laughs> the head, um, but the like. The I love the idea for some of these terrible movies we do, of like hundreds of people going home each and every day and telling their family like what they like what what scene did you shoot today. Oh well, like Ed took the owner's son's like to pay off today, and like wouldn't give it back to him, and like <laughs> we had to do twenty takes of it, and it was like really frustrating, and and just like this being a part of people's lives for like six to nine months. Gosh, yeah, this is just like a bad job. I don't this know just, how. Like, if you're the, at a I don't job- know. First of all, I don't know how the filming shoot could last that long after watching it. <laughs> Yeah, this had to be. It, it really, it really felt like it was like a college <laughs> project. Like it was like, yeah, 
Uh, you, the you, one you that got, really you hurts. Got, uh, you got you got a week and a half to shoot this. Go. Yeah, the one that really like would be painful and was the the trivia that came was in that you know little cluster was that the mechanical head of the ed mm-hmm. was so loud that none of the audio they could really use and so like the entire thing was like 80 yard and so like what would be really hard to do would to be going into the booth knowing that this movie's a turd <laughs> and having to record all of your lines again so that way it would even be a passable film oh, gosh that would be like hell on earth to have to do that i couldn't imagine like i mean you're getting paid so like whatever and like matt leblanc by that point might have been like oh friends is like a giant hit so like sure yeah i'll take the you know hundred thousand dollar payday on right exactly whatever um but i think that would be tough that would make that would make it like really really hard because like at that point the movie's done they just don't have the passable audio and you've got to like will yourself into like matching the performance. Dude, yeah, again. you think you're done. You're ready to move on. It's like, thank God I'm back on the set of friends. Oh my God. I have a week and a half of ADR I have to do. It's just where I have to be like, so hey, don't fart so loud. <laughs> right. You know, like <laughs> stop holding your dick. Well, do you think maybe that's why they used all the wonky sound effects? Oh, dude. That was That's driving like, me nuts. Yes. After it was like, so bad. Oh, anytime the owner's son was on screen, there was some zany ass sound effect. Where they, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's but like you're, I don't you're, understand. You were watching like like a, like a cartoon come to life. Yes, it was the only thing I could think. That's of. That's the thing. There's like kind of a decent movie floating around somewhere in here. Oh, where? No, like, at, yes, yes, very much so. There's something decent, the, like. The, in there somewhere. There was a salvageable non razzie award winning movie in there. Yeah, but when you start like doing weird stuff like making all the weirdo sound effects, doing like these bizarre silly zooms, like you know uh, having the monkey do really weird stuff and like you know, it's like, oh, for some reason Ed threw a ball so fast it blew a hole through a guy's glove. Oh, it's just that like hurt my, that hurt my soul. That's like Mighty Ducks level stuff. It's like I don't know. Well, so Mighty, Mighty Ducks never even stooped to that level. Oh yeah, they did. did. They, the, I, the 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 one uh, Bash brother, I think, blew a hole through the net. Yeah, I gotta go he back did, and watch. Yeah. I gotta go back and oh, watch yeah. that now. Okay. He blew a hole through the um, the Mighty, goalkeeper's glove. Mighty Ducks yeah. two. Yeah, Mighty Ducks two. Okay. Yeah. Admittedly, I have okay, not so. gone back to watch that in a while. So I put a little list of my favorite 90s animal movies, Babe, Congo, Free Willy, Homer Bound, Beethoven. Now, all of them have some elements of comedy, some way more so than others. But the thing I think Steve just said, like to articulate it further, is the thing that made these movies good was that people were the jokes, not the animal. The animal has to be like the straight man, has to be like the the one that's like weirdly good at something. Or okay. like that you're like, it's like your heart is with. And I mean, not that it's like not funny probably when you're a kid that like Ed is like lighting his farts on fire and like destroying an apartment <laughs> with like a seven-year-old girl. But like Ed can't be doing that. Cooper, Matt LeBond's character needs to be the dumb shit. And Ed needs to want yeah. to like be the one to get Coop good at pitching. 
teach him how to well, throw that's, a curveball. Yeah, I thought that's, like, and, all and, that kind of stuff. I thought that's what the plot was going to be. There were little pieces in it, but that's what I thought the movie would be. Would be that, oh, Ed's going to, like, inspire and teach Cooper how to pitch. But it, that wasn't even like they were just like, oh, I don't know. They're suddenly good because the monkey's playing third yeah. base. He's making he's playing like, gold glove third base and has but also can't uh, hit a thousand yeah. percent on base. Yeah, because he, he gets walked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, from a now, you know, Barry from a baseball standpoint, <laughs> yeah, the on base yeah. is seven fifty. The uh, from a baseball standpoint. This movie is an atrocious, so difficult wreck. It's an abomination. Oh my god! I love. I do love these movies. We had a little taste of it with the fan, but I love these movies where it's like so clear that the people making it have never watched baseball or couldn't care less to even like. Can can we start with that? Can we start with "quote unquote" cut day in the middle of the season? Yeah, cut week. Yeah, I was so, like so arbitrary. Confused. I thought I like <laughs> blacked out for twenty minutes. I was like, "Am I well, watching something like, different than I started watching?" Like, what, what, like, what's happening? Yeah, I love the arbitrary drama that they had to create, where they were like, "Well, we need something because like he's not playing super well." So just make up this thing called cut week, where suddenly in the course of a of a minor league season. Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna cut some guys for no reason yeah. whatsoever. And the other thing too, I was like, I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, well, going into this, maybe they are like like an independent league team because like I don't, you know, the Savannah Bananas should be doing this. They should have a chimp come run around <laughs> on their field. Like that should happen. But give it time. Very quickly, time. I I can't believe they haven't. But now you. Right, right off the bat, you are saying in this movie that they're a class A team. And so clearly, they're a minor league affiliate for a major league. For the team. Dodgers. For the Dodgers, yeah. which you learn later, because like Tommy Lasorda shows up and who has no power to sign guys to the team. <laughs> yeah. Get Matt LeBlanc says, on, his, yeah. on his way down the coast. <laughs> so, yeah, Matt LeBlanc's Cooper is, is this farm boy who's never played baseball at all shows up to a random workout throws 125 miles an hour <laughs> another point <laughs> another point of someone who doesn't know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah uh has never watched a baseball game and assumes guys are throwing 300 mile an hour yeah heat. uh he gets he goes to like the low level minor leagues assist, uh team for the dodgers which which would happen that that makes tons of yeah. sense um, he sucks ass there because he keeps trying to throw his curveball, which you don't know he throws 125 till later. It's like, dude, you have superhuman talent. <laughs> don't ever throw anything but the heat. No one will hit it. That's like have nine you- miles per hour faster than Brendan Fraser's character from the scout. And he threw a 27 strikeout perfect game for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and And somehow guys are squaring up in low A. Yeah, blasting home runs off his fastball. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Though I also have to say, I know, and I IMDb did say that uh, Matthew LeBlanc did work with. Um, oh gosh, who was it? Uh, like there was oh, a, that, yeah, like, a Mark Macklemore or somebody like that. Yeah, his buddy. Yeah, to like make him look better, and I'm like, 
I, I just go back to um, uh, Major League and the fact that Charlie Sheen played high school baseball and was a pitcher. So Charlie Sheen looks oh, yeah. natural as a pitcher. Yes. There's some yeah, yeah. scenes where Matt LeBlanc is in the background, like throwing warm up, and he's like lobbing it in. Right. Right. Yeah, he's like, not actually. Oh my gosh. Or when he's doing any of his like training. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing like his wind up. It's like very much like an actor yes. doing like a baseball wind up. Yeah. They, to pitch. they never show like a full like wide shot of him throwing from the mound to home plate, like all the way through. It's always a super tight yep. close, close up where you just see his face with like, in him doing a pitching Might motion. See the upper part, part of his torso. Yeah. I mean, uh, Costner was rocking it better in for love of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I, the thing that got me really like <laughs> drove me nuts about this purely from the baseball standpoint, was you know at some point in the, so so allegedly ed is mickey mantle's chin <laughs> and he gets brought into the team to be their mascot and uh the season's gone to hell or whatever and they stink and the third baseman in a dumb scene like makes a bunch of errors including letting a ball just like bonk him on the head where it's like plunk and ed wants to go into play third base and jack warden the manager chub uh want this is like whatever fine um and so now they've got the chimp playing third base and then like you've got and like they're starting to win and it's like oh whoa they're like pretty good um but let you know you'd have to assume that that guy who is the third baseman was like a prospect for the dodgers that's a prospect and then you've got this whole dramatic situation where, like, the team's good. They're going to, like, the low-A playoffs. Suddenly, the owner's son sells the chimp to another team. Insane. And then your star yeah. pitcher goes on this road <laughs> mission all before, to save him. All before 1 before p.m. The all before 1 p.m. <laughs> and like, if I'm like the farm director in the, in the Dodgers, I'm like, what the fuck's happening down in Santa Rosa? Like, what is happening to my team? So, like, so. What's the update today? The best part oh, was, well, the owner's son sold the chimp and our star pitcher who throws 125 miles an hour is like missing and like went on a mission to find it. So I, I just love that whole scene, that whole, that whole selling of Ed to, to the other team because leading up to that, he, he brings in the investors and you're like, Oh, you know, he's going to hold on to Ed, Ed. you know, he's going to hold on to Ed and Ed's going to be like this mascot, like slash player. On the club. And then like five minutes later, he's like sold Ed for an undisclosed amount of money. Matthew LeBlanc is at the stadium. It's like a team down the street. Apparently yeah, so. Apparently so. Cause then he has because then, then Coop has to go to the other stadium to get his glove as he's telling the security guard, but he's actually breaking Ed out. And then Ed actually has a sca- or escapes and then gets on the banana truck 
And then there's that. You know, he almost freezes to death. He almost freezes to death. He goes <laughs> yeah. to the. He takes him to the hospital. To the, the human, human hospital. hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> back to the stadium well. in time before the one o'clock first pitch. <laughs> oh my I, god! I was like, "This is." I, I know this isn't probably meant to be this thought provoking. And, and for anybody to you know dissect it this much, but I go logistically, that's th- this isn't even possible, you know. Like, no, it's like people get it really confused where they're like, "Oh, the minor leagues are like silly and fun." It's like, yeah, but like that's all outside of the actual game. These guys are all like trying. These are like their yeah, lives. These guys are trying to make where they're it. trying to. Yeah, like if you told like if I was the Jim Caviezel character and I got cut. And you kept Ed on the team, I would come back the next week and stab the manager in the heart <laughs> with a knife. Like I would kill him. You wouldn't, like have, you wouldn't have gotten just... Passion of the Christ then. So that's true. Well, if the manager was a person of color, then he probably would have <laughs> gotten it sooner. True, true. Um, I true. like that Steve wouldn't just kill the monkey. <laughs> yeah, that, like, I'd no, I'd kill the manager. It's the... Well, the monkey didn't do anything. No, the, the monkey didn't do anything wrong. I like Ed, but. If you mean the if the manager is going to stare me in the face and tell me I'm cut, and, and the monkey was he the only cut? Gets, by the way, too, like he was like apparently. the only cut. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like we're going to just cut one dude. Like we're going to really yeah. make this guy feel really good about himself. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to like let a guy go in the middle of a minor league season if he's not like tw- like 29? Yeah, <laughs> like. That doesn't really happen. No. The guy usually does it, like, willingly. A lot of the times, it's those guys who yeah. just, like, retire. It's like, hey, I'm 26, of... and I'm still playing single A. This isn't going to be the future for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could be it, but... I, I, I Yeah, I, I... I There's just a lot that doesn't make sense. Just... just I know it's... Again, we, we know it's a silly kids movie, but just when you're writing this movie... Why is he selling Ed? Ed, that is the, yeah. the biggest profit machine that their local single A affiliate has ever seen. So unless they're giving you like millions of dollars, which I doubt they would have the money to do if it's another single, single A, a yeah. team, like you're going to get your ass chewed out by your your MLB affiliate because they're going to be like. We would have brought like Tommy. Tommy was sort of loves Ed. Like we would have fucking brought him up here. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Tommy like, sort of loves Ed. He, he did. Asked, he like, did. He's like, where's the monkey at? I'm. Um, you're selling out every single game. He's good at third base. You pay him in bananas. Like you don't even have to pay him a real contract. He can be in local commercials and ads. Right, why you can yeah. be his manager and just extort him if you're crummy down in LA and have him be the face of like minor league baseball or major league baseball he if he's been, good enough. He could have been the mm-hmm. rally monkey before the rally monkey. He could yes. Like six years before the rally monkey. It, yep. it just doesn't make any sense to like what the kid was like. I mean, I well, wish it's all it contrived was, it's yeah. all contrived drama in this. It where, is so, well like, it was the thing. But that's the thing about like these other movies that you're talking about, Fabs. It's like the reason like Free Willy and Homeward Bound and Beethoven are all like far superior like kids animal movies from the 90s is because like they're not treated like 
they're not like dumbed down. Right. Where, you know, like I just watched Beethoven with my kids and it's like good as hell. It's so my kids, good. My kids were just and, got turned on to that this weekend too. Yeah. It's on like Netflix yeah. all of a sudden. And like, I was watching, and it's like really funny because there's a scene where like the, the youngest daughter, like, uh, falls in the pool, like a mile away, but somehow Beethoven in like the backyard, like knows yeah. and like breaks out of his cage and like saves her. But it's like very like heartfelt and it's like, it's not stupid. It's like, you there's like a fine line you walk but like it's not dumbed down for kids where it's like i don't know just like make ed like fart a bunch yeah well and, also all those you movies know, steve like there's real stakes for like the animal survival like free willy is about an animal that gets like captured and put in captivity and starts to die because he's being forced to like fucking perform and he gets broken out and freed by this kid homeward bound is about these three animals that like think they're their owners have like a have like accidentally abandoned them and you think shadow is is dead because he was too old and he fell in the mine shaft like you're you're sobbing as like he's glimping peter peter i made it and then like peter's <laughs> running at shadow and it's just amazing and in a beethoven there's the the crazy um, vet. vet guy yeah. who wants to like put Beethoven down, and you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this is so scary. This it's Dude, just like to... we have a yeah, mascot, we have a player. It's actually a monkey. We don't know why <laughs> they got it without a trainer, and he's gonna like live and eat your food, eat your hungry man like dinners. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not even just yeah, it's not just like here's the monkey who's the mascot. He's your roommate now. You have to live with this. <laughs> ape. And there's nothing, there's no manual for it. The the other thing with that this movie, there were just like so many different little storylines that kind of seemingly popped up out of nowhere. And like, oh, we're going to follow this little storyline right now. Oh, then the end gets sold. Uh, but, but there's this love thing going on here. Oh, and yeah. I, I wish they or- would have just like, and then, like when Ed, when they get Ed, by the way, too, Ed's not around for like fifteen minutes after they like send him to go pick him off of the bus. Yes, they, they show like a bunch of games, and Ed, the mascot, is nowhere to be found before he takes over third base. And I'm just like, oh yeah, he's he's just sort of in the dugout at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, yeah, all of a sudden he's just like, oh yeah, he's well, he's in the dugout well, in the is- game where the the third baseman gets hurt. Or no, oh yeah, I guess Bond. Yeah, of course he is for that but like, one. But like the two, three previous games that they show, he's nowhere to be found. But no. they've established that Matthew LeBlanc's character has gone and picked him up off the bus. Uh, Why is he the mascot for the team too? Like it doesn't make like, any I don't sense. Know. Like there's and just like, like what are you talking about? Like Mickey Mantle's chin. Yeah, like, like what? There's just I didn't realize, Mickey Mantle did die in '95, so timeline wise, it makes sense. But you know, still. But there's I tried to. I was like, so many. I was like, such an idiot googling. I was like, did Mickey Mantle own a chimp? Right. Like, I actually had to. Like, I was like, maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Famous. I mean, chimpanzee. I was on. I was on Reddit where people were arguing the rules of like animals having to be 17 years old as like a minimum requirement to play in minor league baseball. And it's so a chimp could do it because they live to be 40. Yeah. So, like, the, it could happen theoretically. Well, I, guess. I think, like, 
I mean, I don't, I think that probably doesn't pertain though, because, you know, like the, the one guy said, you know, there's nothing in the rule book that says, you know, that non-homo sapiens can't play. And so that rule probably wouldn't apply necessarily. Cause if you're talking, then if you're talking like dog years with air bud, <laughs> it, you know, how, what, who's to say? Cause you know, they're, you know, a chimp's going to be more mature at a certain age than, you know, like a human would be. So it's not one-to-one. So Look, if I'm watching a uh, chimp throw from third base and blow a hole through my first baseman's glove, like that, I'm not checking birth start. certificates. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. How much but are you also like to like see Ed start a minor league game and like legitimately play the entire game and like play it well, like, yeah, and play, like um, literally like picking balls at third base. Yeah, doing at bats, well, walking, I mean, running it, the bases. Like it, it never looked like it was a sellout. You know, looked like there were seats. Looked like there were seats available. Um, I mean, this was the '90s, so you have to think that Al Gore hadn't invented the internet yet, um, or if he had, it was just for government purposes. Still, but, so basic it was '96. It might have gotten a rut. Word might have gotten. Yeah, out. I mean, word definitely would have gotten around. I mean, you know, you had to figure that he would have been on Sports Center and stuff like that. Um, right, like lot, it, it would have be been. A well, lot he more... was no, he was national story. He was all over the magazines. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah, Remember he was he on was... Team Beat and yeah, all those other yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm paying. I'm paying. So I mean, the, fifty to a hundred bucks. Yeah, for sure. But watch this monkey do this. They definitely had tickets available, and like all those crowd shots, like they they weren't packing the place. I would like to know what garbage stadium they were playing at. I was trying to find that. I couldn't find I that. I tried to as yeah, well. Very clearly like an old, old school minor league stadium. Yeah. Or like a but, junior college. But that still tracks for the time that it was, that movie was made. It worked. Because yeah, it min- minor league was still very much viewed in a different light than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like, you know, mid 90s was like the boom with major league baseball stadium construction, go back and look at some of the stadiums in the eighties. I mean, we would scoff at, those oh, yeah. by today's, by today's standards. So, I mean, like I didn't have that big of an issue with, with the movie or with the, the location of the, the field. Oh, I didn't mind that. I just, I was just curious. I was as well. Cause I like those old decrepit minor league. Every stadiums. time I drive past the uh, Canton Akron, I'm always like, you used to, oh, yeah, see you that, used to ho- the relic out a, there. Uh, minor league team yeah i do like seeing that like i I do like seeing nature taking over that stadium same with toledo toledo just mm-hmm. uh, demolished theirs though yeah i can't believe the can one's still there uh perhaps most egregious is that everybody treats ed like a human yes which is usually actually how a lot of people get their faces torn off in reality yeah. yes really uh and after after seeing nope I have a totally different like view of movies where or anytime like people interact with apes and like people try to like humanize them and like dress them up in diapers and stuff like that. Um, I have a real Gordy's home thing going on (laughs) and I was waiting. It's like there were times where I was waiting for that to happen uh, with like an ump or something, but the most like egregious thing that happens is like the downstairs neighbor at the apartment where Coop and Ed live. Um, 
And Coop's apartment is just a fucking atrocious it's mess, disgusting. by the way. He's, it's so... And he, like, buys dog food for Ed. <laughs> like, Ed should have killed him. Ed, Ed should have murdered him. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he did, actually. <clears throat> he should have. Especially, like, makes him sleep outside and stuff. Like, Ed abuses him. so Or Cooper abuses him. So, totally should have been killed. But the downstairs neighbor's, like, this hot chick and her daughter. And... Like she's like, um, uh, what the daughter's like the niece of the announcer, Jerry from yeah, Jerry. Yeah. That's correct. Um, you said you did mention this was a bad cast, but hey, man, it has Jerry Dude, and it's, Scott it's, Farkas. It's like the worst cast we've ever had on the whole. <laughs> it's like Matt LeBlanc, Jim Caviezel, Bill Cobbs, the head coach, and Airbud, Gene Ross, and Jack Warden. And if you it's, have to Google almost all those names, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna it's, lie. Yeah, it's um, it's grim. Like there isn't like Jim Caviezel. You could have been like, there was like this path at one point where you were like, oh, Jim Caviezel. Wow. Yeah. He, he you He's know, after Superman. Passion of the Christ, he didn't lose his mind and made normal movies. Like if he had not gone down the rabbit hole. And become like, I don't know, a Daily Wire star. Then, uh, <laughs> then yeah, it could have been thinking of it a different way. But like, yeah, no, I mean, if it wasn't for Matt LeBlanc's TV career, this movie would like there'd be no reason I, for it to be remembered. It, it would be like even further down, yes. like the in the archives, because the only thing that really makes it worth checking out, like any of the bad, like the bad Friends cast '90s movies, are really interesting to me um because it's like very clear that nobody knew how to use them and like Matt LeBlanc's not terrible in this what's your um, what's your Mount Rushmore of bad friends movies six days seven nights definitely oh, on there dude I actually think um I don't know if people would say it's bad but Fool's Rush In okay I uh, like it I like that movie's so good I mean, some high. I mean, that's a redeeming really quality like of it. that. Yes, but he's good in it. I, I I like I like him a lot in that. Um, Fools Rush In might be on it. Maybe Lost in Space. Definitely. Um, or we can give Matt LeBlanc I might, two spots on the Mount Rushmore. Oof, dude, he's made some bad yeah. movies. Movies are not <laughs> he's his made thing. some real shit. I think I think if there's nothing if there's nothing else to be taken away, movies are not Matt LeBlanc's thing. Courtney Cox uh, no. is like super solid. Yeah, I she just you. she just like got real not lucky, but like scream took off, and mm-hmm. she's like, I'm just gonna be in this. Yeah, right. Yeah, like she just she does do and then, like and then shows. Doesn't she's do had a couple good movies. shows, but like she just shows up. He starts directing, so he had like yeah. a pretty good. But like he doesn't I mean, star Lisa, in them. At least I, I'm saying right. Lisa Kudrow, man, she did Romeo and Michelle's like during Friends time, so she, she did. did good. That's but that's legitimately good though. Yeah. Are we going to talk Easy A was bad Easy A. She was good in Easy A. I thought she was. We should do if we got to do both. We got to do the best Mount Rushmore for Friends. We got to do the yeah the night the nightmares. So, but anyway, the um which we should do. But the most egregious thing was anyway he gets with this chick. And uh, Cooper does. And he goes on a date with a real carnival. And they inexplicably leave the like seven-year-old girl at home to be Crazy. babysat by yes. Ed. 
And the mom is like, I don't know, should I do this? And Matt LeBlanc's so, he's only seeing vagina at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And he's like, just leave her. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter. she'll be okay. She'll be okay. <laughs> what could they get her to? I got a big, big bag of dog food. Dog food and hungry mans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I do like that you brought up the yakety sacks. Oh, God. Uh, the acne sex uh, uh, montage where you know Ed's trying on silly clothes yeah. and they're eating too much popcorn. Doesn't she say something along the lines of like, "My grandma was crazy," like when she opens yeah, up the there was chest, like some like something something along those? I was like, oh, some like uh, silver high heels yeah, like, oh, or something like just, that. They do the oh yeah they they do the cut where like they cook popcorn and it inexplicably just doesn't <laughs> stop popping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like a Freddy Krueger thing where like you'd expect like in a dream sequence, like the popcorn to just keep coming. And then all of a sudden, like Freddy, like hand pops out of it and like drags you, had, you yeah. in, which would be cool. Yeah. You have like a like nightmare a movie theater. Yeah. You have to fight him. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ed is, it's very weird in this because Ed at some points, the act like the, the, the person who's, in the suit is really, really good and like acts like an ape. But like a lot of the time they're like, Ed has to also act human. Yeah. And it's just really weird. It, it is that you would like go that jarring. Like, like I, what it, I, the drive, the like drive of this movie is so bizarre. And Oh, remember when, uh, Ed drives, first of all, Matt LeBlanc's going to try and drive drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like he's shit faced. Yes. He's going to try and drive. Uh. And he passes out, and he gives the keys to Ed finally, and then Ed drives like 300 miles an <laughs> <Yeah>. hour. <laughs> that was a fever dream sequence that, uh, wow, yeah. That's an interesting kid's choice to make in a kid's movie, to be like, hey, this guy almost drove. Drive. Yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, again, again like, my, my whole thing was like, I, I wish they would have just if my one criticism is I wish they would have picked like two storylines to like really kind of dive into for sure. Instead they were like, Oh, we have like 10 different ideas. Like we have to have like Coop get drunk and Ed drive him home. And, uh, then Ed has to set him up with his downstairs neighbor. And then the, the little girl and Ed are great friends. And, uh, there's all this, you know, drama with the baseball team, and it's like, no, pick like two things and focus on that. I think and had they done the, that, it would have been, it wouldn't have gotten a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll say that. Yeah, and the key is, you know, the animal is supposed to teach you something about yourself. Yeah, that you didn't know. and that kind of seems like, like why the, you needed yeah. them, and they just didn't do that at all. Like they were definitely setting that's that up, baff- and then they just like the most baffling thing. There was one, the scene. most baffling thing ever. One scene of Ed helping him hone his craft. Was that at the end with the curveball? No. Well, there's that. There's oh, that little the callback. Tire swing. But like, but there's like the tire swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, but but That's it's literally I love like twenty that seconds in the movie. Yeah, I love that too. Uh, that the the coaching staff must be total ass for this team because <sighs> the only practicing going on is in the parking lot of the apartment complex. Dude, well, it's they insane. Maybe they tried to have a practice, but then we got too drunk. <laughs> After Jim Caviezel got cut. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, there's the other storyline, too, that, you, you know, to 
go off of that is like there's like this a hole. Oh yeah, the a hole relief pitcher. You know, or and like you know, he's like I'm going to the show, and he's like the top prospect guy, um, who's like a weird dick every now and then. Yeah, like he pops even in like, and out, and you're just like I like who, who's this guy? Yeah, best, I, I, I don't know so, who that is. I like that it's like a the coop is very much a throwback to Cy Young, where he's starting seemingly every game for this team yes. too. And pitching a complete game every time. Yeah. Like yes. again. And he's maintaining that hundred mile, hundred plus mile an hour fastball through nine innings. Yes. That's where like if you're the Dodgers, you you wake up you're you're like, you know, you're up in Los Angeles and you're like, hey, give me a rundown of what's going on with the farm teams. And they're like, Well, you know that guy we just signed off the street who throws 125 miles an hour? Well, Chubb just made him throw a complete game. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh he was still throwing. He threw 190 pitches and was still throwing 100 at that's that am- point. It would That's amazing. Anything else happening down there? Well, that monkey mascot they bought, he's a starting third baseman now. He's winning the wait, ball game. He's like, wait, you mean over that guy that we drafted in the second round? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's cut. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> he didn't make it through cut week. <laughs> oh, why did we have cut week halfway through the season? Uh, we should really move cut week up. Kind of defeats the entire purpose of this being a developmental system, uh. but oh well. <laughs> God. Uh. And very appropriately, this movie was nominated for many Razzies. Uh, it looks like it was nominated for four Razzies. My favorite was Best Duo. Yes. Matt and yeah, like Best Couple. Same. On-screen couple. <laughs> uh, there was some heat. There was some heat. They but lost, lost all of them to striptease, though. The striptease. <laughs> and uh, Barbed Wire. Yes. Pamela Anderson beat them out. <sighs> That's Boy, yeah, we haven't done... We haven't done striptease. Striptease. So I think I've mentioned this before, but my parents or my uh, my grandparents owned a video rental store in the 90s. And so there were some movie posters and like VHS covers that just like were really formative uh, to my youth. And either from like a terrifying standpoint or like from being like, what's that? A developmentally uh, <laughs> standpoint. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, what's that feeling? And I've I think I've talked about Dead Alive before uh, as being one of the posters. Another one because you were talking about like your, our favorite um, favorite nineties animal movies. I wouldn't say this is a favorite, and I don't think I've ever seen it. But I but they had like the poster for Man's Best Friend that like Lance Henriksen horror movie with like that like evil dog that has like a half robotic face. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. No, I have seen that. I remember that. I remember that VHS cover for sure. Yes. And it's like horrifying. It's got like red eyes and like it's snarling. And I was definitely scared of that. But the other poster that I had seen that just really knocks your socks off when you're 10 is uh, the striptease poster with Demi Moore. Yes. That's where it's at. I'll tell you that. Yes, I definitely mean, for, caught like leering, yeah. leering at that. And my parents are like, "Hey, what are you looking at?" It's like, uh, nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing at all. That's like 
you're in Blockbuster and like you you're holding it and it's like it, that it's over. Yeah, five they, they, they see west. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, so striptease is certainly burned into my mind. Um and I'd very much like to revisit that in Definitely. a future episode. I mean, it has a better cast. Um, it de- much better. Yeah. Like, like it's not dude, Robert Patrick, let's Bing go. Rames, yes. Burt Reynolds. Mean. Yeah. Uh Robert Patrick, rumor Willis is in it. Um yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I'm not usually a pretty big fan of the Razzies. I don't I don't condone no. the vibe of that show. I agree. But um it's, it's worth mentioning. Ed Ed is one where I'm like, if there was ever this is one of those movies where it's like I can I'm pretty good. We're, we all are. We're all pretty good at finding the silver jet, silver lining in a giant hunk of turd. But like this one's pretty. This one's this like a, tough. This is tough. And the worst part of it is, is that I started watching it like too long ago, and I like got caught up watching the NFL playoffs, and my rental ran out, so I had to buy this twice. Oh no, dude! <laughs> Google's like, wait, we've seen it. Like a two hundred percent increase on rentals of Ed over the last like two weeks. Should just, we like release this in theaters? Yeah, <laughs> like, holy re- shit! There are four it. rentals. Like, re- yeah, yeah. Remake. Let's remake. This. I wouldn't be, dude. Remake it and make um, uh, what's his name who who uh, played Caesar be the motion capture? Ed. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Dude from Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. Andy Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. There you go. I, that was just a big brain fart, but on my part. But uh, yeah, just have Andy Circus do mocap. Oh, my goodness. Caesar and Incredible. make him be Ed. $150 million budget for Ed. <laughs> <laughs> have Matt Reeves come back and make it like a weird continuation. Make it like. <gasps> make it like. Um, Ed becomes a manager or inherits Ed the goes team. back in. T- he goes back in time. He goes back in time and uh, has to like go. I don't know. Just make it a straight up prequel. Wrong. Just make it a prequel. Yeah, like before. Well, yeah, you could because they don't, he wasn't they don't fully. Just, they don't you know really elaborate on. They just you know say like, oh, he was Mickey Mantle's chimp. So you're saying sometime before, like. It's you like sometime go, like, before, before he goes, Mickey Mantle bought him. Well, he'd have, I guess he could still have the, the skills yeah. before he start, starts like his, some, uh, like, roadside ape, attraction his ape army. Yeah. His ape army. Yeah. He could do something like that. Um, I mean, this is actually just like becoming like the planet of the apes new movie. <laughs> Dude, actually, that would be a great Planet of the Apes movie. Would be uh, that the apes that were around during that, like new humans, where Caesar was like, "There's no reason we can't still like enjoy ourselves in our new ape kingdom." Or I guess actually in this new movie, in the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, because like it's like many after, generations. Right? Yeah, it's like way after that. Like 
they should have like i would i would hope and assume that this ape society would have like created like like a baseball team and there'd be oh what if they do this what if they do like in kingdom of the planet of the apes they or in like a sequel they do like they do like um like the ballpark of the planet of the apes and it's an ape team that brings in like a human mascot Oh, and the human, amazing. the human, it's no, it's just like, reverse the human, reversal yeah, of Ed. it's Ed, it's Ed, but like 500 years into the future. Uh, <laughs> so I like the idea that, up. like, I like the idea that in one of the new Planet of the Apes, <laughs> they have their first class, like first ballot Hall of Famers, and Ed is one of them. <laughs> Ed Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, it would be a cool, yeah, it would be a fun throwback that, like, uh, on like the desk of one of like the ape leaders, there's this frame photo of like fucking Ed. It's just it's like a news, like old, a newspaper like, clipping of Ed from this movie. It's one of those old tobacco leaf cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, yeah. it would. Te- I mean, it'd be more than that. It, it would be like the Honus Wagner. Yeah. It's like you have an original Ed. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I would love that. God, I'd love that. Man, were there any Planet of the Apes movies in the nineties? Yeah, no, no, Robert, no, right? no. That was like no, that was two thousand one. Um, I don't think there was. No, there weren't. Otherwise, we, I think they were all. Wait, there was an unmade one in the nineties. Damn it! There was an unmade Planet of the Apes in the nineties. Apparently, let's see. It goes. Damn, nineteen seventy three. Yeah, it was way later than I thought. Um, damn, that stinks. I love Paul Giamatti's but, Planet of the Apes story. I love he's he's awesome on this Oscar trail because yeah. he's just like he's such a like cool. He's a character actor in a way where he's he's just and like he plays great roles and this is like the role of a lifetime. But he's like very much like a guy that also could get the weirdest roles of all time. For sure, and he like wants those, and he yeah. like and he wants sci fi yeah. and horror. <laughs> yeah, he's well, just like. I love I love the story. I love the story of when he was like, "Yeah, my agent's like, you're gonna be an ape and you're gonna be in prosthetics." He's like, "Yeah, awesome, cool." They're like, "Make me unrecognizable," but you're not gonna be like people aren't gonna be like able to know who you are. He's like, "I don't give a shit." Yeah, that was just awesome. If you if you get if you mess this up, I'm gonna burn the agency to the ground. Yeah, I'll kill you. That's such a fun story because it's it's so real and like. It, it definitely like disarms everybody else at these round tables, like where like Bradley Cooper's talking about like the metaphysical like act of like a performance and Paul Giamatti's like, I fucking loved being in a ring <laughs> yeah. <of> tank. <laughs> like, well, yeah. It's something that nobody else there would relate to too. They're like, Oh, like we would never like cover our face in a way that like we yeah, they all be like nervously laugh. Yeah. Like, oh right. Bradley oh, Cooper shit. Bradley Cooper yeah, wouldn't like, stoop to becoming a raccoon for three Marvel movies or four, whatever, five Marvel movies, you know, I don't know. I don't know about him. Not sure. about The only guy, the only guy I could see being like, yeah, that's tight would be like maybe Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He he gets into some weird shit. Yeah. Johnny Depp. I, we don't, well, you know, that's true. I'm going like outside of that, but yeah. Oh yeah. Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, there's plenty of weirdos. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But but, But you don't typically get to see him. No. I get, I get what you're saying. You don't typically get to see them in uh, Hollywood roundtables at like Oscar time. Usually, mm-hmm. it's like a very like stuffy, like yeah. you know, 
like last year where it was like we had just hear about Austin Butler becoming Elvis yeah. endlessly. And it was just, just like, like whatever, turn dude. it off for like three years. And it's like, why? And no one, like, what's wrong <laughs> with you? And yet, no one <laughs> mentions Justin's Justin Long's transformation into an actual walrus. Yeah, that's true. That is true. There, that was some method acting. That was. I also like that, uh, that guy, whoever played Elvis and Priscilla, everybody was like, oh, he's way better. (laughs) (laughs) Seems better adjusted. Yeah. This, this is what Elvis actually sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just love, I love, I love actors who like don't shy away from like weird no roles or like a weird past in their filmography and stuff like that. Or like. A, a, yeah, a guy like Giamatti's like, I'll be the rhino in Spider-Man. For sure. I don't care. Like, I mean, absolutely. And I do, like, I deeply respect, you know, if you're going to, like, really dedicate yourself to your craft and get into it, as long as you're not just, like, ruining everybody's lives, lives with, like, your method acting. But I find it deeply funny when those actors lose out in a best, like, actor category to somebody who's like, yeah, they signed me, like, two weeks ago and, like, like my favorite thing to do between takes was like to fart really loud to like <laughs> calm everybody down. It's like what? Well, that was why I was like so friggin' bummed that Sandler wasn't nominated for an Dude, Oscar for Uncut Gems. I know. That was yes. a travesty. It was because it was that was that was the epitome of what you're describing. Yes, where it was like I made Uncut Gems and then I went and made like Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was my follow up. That's very similar to Spielberg's '93 with Jurassic Park and Chandler's List. Oh yeah, that's that's king shit. When you yeah. can do that, yeah, you're a god. Yes, where you're just like, I'm gonna go make the most like gripping, sad movie of all time, and I'll just like follow it up with like the best science fiction movie you've ever seen. Yes, and then I'll just do it again in like five years. Right. Ugh. <laughs> uh. God. Um Ed is really terrible, but do you guys have anything else to add to this supremely accurate baseball movie? Uh no, other than I just really like again, I just want to like hammer home the point that at points throughout the movie it's like you're like, oh I, I get what they're doing, and then they just abandon that little plot line for some little gimmick doesn't pay off. And I really wish that there was like, I didn't stick around to watch the credits and I'm sure there were editors, but like, was there no one, no one had like the foresight to like edit this movie into like a concise, rational, you know, uh, order of you any need that four hour cut. Yeah. I, I, the, I, yeah, I want, I want the four hour Snyder cut of this. You know, well, or either that, or you need like the if it's going to be, you know, this movie was barely an hour and a half, and they and it seemingly they had to pad it with like yeah, like there well, there was just so yeah. much that like could have been cut that like I'm not going to say it would have made it like a great movie, but you're like we wouldn't be talking about it in this vein, I guess is what I'm saying is like it could have it could have been a movie where it was like oh hey remember Ed you're like oh yeah that was kind of fun no. No one's having that conversation. Yeah, it's not a like, oh yeah, me and my siblings like used to love that specific yeah. one. 
So yeah. I, I don't I, know. Like yeah. this, this movie, like it leaves you, like the premise is kind of the premise is kind of interesting, I guess, if nothing else. But execution was so it's poor. silly. It's silly. Yeah, the premise is it, silly. It's feel but good. It doesn't like mean, I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't mean it's bad. But yeah, it's that just, it's bad, bad in its execution because it complete, like you said, Fabs, it completely gets it wrong in terms of what makes a good kids movie. Yeah, and and what like you would do with a movie like this it, it completely it takes every possible wrong turn it's, it's literally the perfect blueprint of like what not to do pretty much and there's why there's like 800 other ones there's a reason why like there's 900 other pet movies you'd rather watch yes and why like Airbud has 600 sequels but not ed yes and you know we constantly talk about um them not making the the same types of movies now anymore. And it's unfortunate that they used to make in the nineties, but this is actually an example the other way where it's like, I'm glad that, yeah. you know, budgets, budgets aren't wasted on something like this, where it's like, just, <laughs> just pretty much almost entirely garbage, a couple redeeming parts, um, uh, where there's just so much better stuff in this exact weird specific, animal sports human live action um genre so there's a yeah, lot so, of a sur- other options uh, yeah surprisingly robust yes library of uh <laughs> yes. animal centric sports movies yes <laughs> you can get your kicks somewhere else i believe airbud plays baseball at one point right I, i'm he pretty does, sure airbud yes. does everything uh yes airbud seventh, seventh inning, inning stretch fetch, fetch. yeah you're that okay. come on 2002, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. uh, um, there's another good hmm. Airbud type movie. I can't remember what it's called. Where the dad plays for the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Yeah. I'd be curious if you could put together a team of just pets that have played baseball in movies. Oh, probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What was that? Oh, yeah, put I'm that together it. for the beginning of the season. Yeah. What was that Korean movie you were talking about a couple of years ago? Oh, Mr. Is it Mr. Go? Or Mr. Go. That's right. Oh my God. We got to do that. I can't wait to do that one. Still <laughs> that gorilla that plays baseball, baseball, Korean baseball. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, oh man. Yeah. All right. Um, very good. Uh, okay, I, I think that's it for Ed. I don't know, Fabs, do you have anything else on Ed? No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. We've almost spent the entirety of the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, we've basically gone like, That's more than an. Like, more we could have read the script at this point and just been like, what the fuck are they trying to do here? I'm not so sure they had one. <laughs> I, think they, I think they spent, there was like $32 million budget. I'm pretty sure 30 of it was spent on the animatronic head for the ape and, yes. they were like, and then another we should probably make a movie out of another this. half a million to, to leblanc and probably some lawsuit money set aside for when that guy used the mechanical head to <laughs> yeah have get a blowjob out of him as i mentioned any you know marketing bit his dick off you know, you know so yeah. yeah this yeah yeah that's a tough one where it's like hey it's matt leblanc from the hit new show friends come see him in this Yeah, the movie poster. Oh, it's actually a pretty good. Poster. Yeah, it's not a High bad poster. You, you know, the yeah. one thing I, I'll, I'll say this too before 
he gets top billing, man. Matt LeBlanc's name is way well, up the I mean, top, he was right? The, like, he's that's... the biggest. I, I was trying to like go. I was trying to go back to like try to like. Okay, let's reset. Let's try to put ourselves back into '96. Of that cast, like he's probably the biggest name at that point in time too. He's definitely the biggest name, and and he's, and he's on fresh a show off that of people Friends. were watching. You know, he's fresh off of like the first season and a half of Friends. So yeah, I mean, the one thing you know, I hey, didn't look. do was I didn't watch any trailers, which I guess I should have. Yeah, those are probably pretty wild. I can only imagine. It. This is um, you know, this is this is a really good example of a relic of like a bygone era where like that's how it worked was the only like people who did TV like wanted to go do movies and the only like path to that was theatrical like and you didn't know until you put it out like how it would be received or how it would do that was the only path and TV at that point was like it was like yeah I'm a TV actor but like I want to do movies and that's how I become a star yeah yeah there wasn't this crossover like, like we see now that's for sure or like this movie would like go on Netflix and like everyone would be like, wow, that sucked. But like, no, it wouldn't like, nobody would care Yeah, because like 400 other it, things it, would come it, out. We get that hype for that weekend that it came out. People would watch it that weekend and then they'd forget about it. Yeah. So it was harder then. Oh, so I certainly. give, I give like a lot it, of the, these guys credit, you know, for it putting. It definitely was hard to extend your career if you had like one or two box office failures it was just like well i guess i'm just going to be in like this other medium for like my entire career yeah and, and that now, was the thing yeah, is, like, you it doesn't the matter biggest... it's like oh yeah three of my streaming movies failed doesn't matter i'm in two more next week yeah right exactly yeah i, I and it, like you were on the biggest friggin' sitcom and you couldn't get movie roles right it's crazy like that's insane like even though you had a couple bad ones you nobody was calling you also, there's probably a little bit of like, who really wants to work when you're getting a million an episode for yeah. 22 episodes? It's just like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Working like half the year. Yeah. From, you know, so like, yeah, the dream. That's true. <laughs> the dream. I agree. All right. Well, that's it for Ed. Um, cannot in good conscience recommend that you watch this. It's a pretty atrocious. Um, watch maybe the trailer and maybe a couple scenes on YouTube if you can handle it. And, uh, you know, go from there. But uh, other than that, uh, you know the deal. Um, you, you can, uh, for Revenge of the 90s or California Penal League, rate, review, subscribe. That's how we get our rocks off uh, and all that good stuff. Um, much like the guy with the mechanical apehead. And uh, other than that, we will catch you guys later. Well, he swore he was the Oklahoma kid.